Maybe you've purchased something in the past thinking it would make you happy, and it didn't. Maybe you keep saying to yourself, as soon as we get our, whatever it is for you, things will be better. We're all looking for happiness, and most of us think we'll find it when we finally have our whatever it is for you. I don't know what it is for you, but there's something. Maybe it's your freedom from your job. Maybe it's that new home you really, really want for your family. Maybe it's a car that you just adore. I don't know what it is for you, but we're all thinking as soon as we get it, things will be better and we'll be happier. Finally, this episode is going to blow up that idea in a great way. All right. If you're ready, I'm Desmond and this is your mental mastery moment. This podcast is about changing the world around you by first changing the world within you. Each episode lasts less than 20 minutes and is published every weekday. My passion is to share what I've learned about personal development while remaining humble and open about the fact that just like you, I often struggle and occasionally fail. I'm real, raw, and ready to reach beyond my grasp. I hope you'll come along with me. had a few more people grab that one page free report on the five fears that are keeping you from reaching your goals and finally finishing what you've started seriously if you listen to me if you <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna lecture you uh, if you've started numerous projects numerous things that you thought oh this is it how many times have you told your spouse your partner this is it this one's gonna be golden and then a year down the road you're scratching your head thinking what happened to that one Oh, yeah, I kind of let it go. Grab this free report. This is going to help you answer why that keeps happening to you, or at least why it kept happening to me. I'm willing to admit it. It happened to me over and over. I can't even count how many times it happened. And I'll tell you, the whole reason I'm passionate about this, the whole reason this free report is here, because a course that I'm building that's going to help us finally understand why we're not finishing what we're starting. This free report is the beginning of that, and it's pulled right out of the course. Grab your copy right now. You can get it by going to pdesmondadams.com slash five fears. You can write the number or spell the number, whatever you do. pdesmondadams.com slash five fears. Or if you're in the U.S. and you can text, and it's not going to cost you anything because regular, what are you supposed to say? Standard texting rates apply. You can send a text message to 33444 with the keyword, my free gift, inside of the text. and No spaces, just all one word, my free gift. And I'll send it to you almost immediately. All right. Grab that report. I'm telling you, this could be the game changer for you, or it could be the beginning of the game changer for you. You need to do something, right? Because it's not been working. So try this. And I'm telling you, you've heard me. If you want to email me and ask me, come on, man, are you really you going to like spam me all this junk you're trying to sell? No, I'm telling you, I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. I, I do want to stay in touch with people. So definitely I ask for your email address. But try. Uh, Please, if you want, I'll get on the phone with you. I just want you to have this so your life gets better because I know how frustrating it is. So go ahead and do it. Let's jump into this episode and talk about what it is that really makes us happy because it's not things. Now, things can make us happy, and we're going to dig into this pretty deep here. But really, what it comes down to is experiences. No, wait, money can make you happy, but once you have your basic needs met, the increase in spending does not correlate with the increase in happiness or vice versa. And let me explain. If you're a parent and you're living in Africa or South America or somewhere, I don't know. I think most people in North America and the Western countries, 
are feeding their kids. They might not be feeding them the best things, but we're none of us are without the basic necessities. I think for the most part, there's resources available, but I'll tell you, you go, I've been to El Salvador with world vision. I've been there for a week. I've been into the back countries. I've had armed guards escorting us into some of the most dangerous places. Not kidding. I was scared at one point because the guy reached for his gun and kind of looked around a corner. And I've seen what it's like to live in countries like this. I went to a family's house. They were growing mangoes and they had learned from World Vision, a great organization. They had learned how to take care of their grove of mangoes and other fruits. And they were finally doing better. They In this village, they had put up a big water tower so they could collect water. So they have good, clean water, and they'd have the water to feed all of their plants. So I went to this family's house, corrugated metal roof, cinder block walls, one room in the middle of it, a big hammock went from side to side, and then uh, a big com, um, is a comal uh, uh, where you make tortillas in it. And, and I'm telling you, the chicken's running around. They cooked us a chicken soup that day when we made, I made, I love making Mexican food and this is El Salvadorian, but I love Latin foods. We made tortillas and El Salvador tortillas and I said, I'm telling you too much about this, but I'm, I'm passionate about it. And they killed one of their chickens and made soup for us. And that's a big deal. And I was honored to be a part of that. But we came back and we got 2000 sponsors and I actually shaved my head for that. So if you see pictures of me somewhere with short hair or no hair, that's what happened. I shaved my head because I said, we sponsor all these people who need kids who need sponsors in El Salvador. I will shave my head and we did it and they did it and it was great. So that's what happened. Fun radio stunts, but it had a cause. Here's the thing. Family, back to what I was saying before my tangent ADD kicks in, a family that can't provide clean water for their children, a family that can't give their children food, a family that holds their 18-month-old in their arms, wishing Listen to this. Wishing they had something, another bowl of rice to put in their baby's belly. And the baby's crying because she's hungry and just really needs some food. Those people in that situation, they're not, they have happiness and they have moments of happiness. But if you take them from that place to the place where they're getting their basic necessities, like the family I visited, their happiness grows incredibly fast. They go just self-reporting. How happy are you here? And now we take care of your basic needs and your happiness goes through the roof. Here's what happens. If you keep adding income to them, to their lives, their happiness will level off and you will reach a point where no more money will, will bring happiness. So money will bring happiness if you're providing the basic necessities. But beyond that, it won't do it. And that's what the studies have discovered. There's something called an Easterland, the Easterland paradox. And that's what I'm talking about. It comes out of a study in America. They were wondering why people weren't feeling happier in America in the early to mid 70s as as we were prospering, as things were getting better. Uh, income, the economy was rising, basically, and individual incomes were going up. And they they were like they were trying to figure out why people the happiness level of people wasn't increasing as well. And they found out in emerging countries, they are much happier than they were 10 years ago. But in developed countries, that doesn't happen. It maxes out once you meet those basic needs. Okay, so that's from a Pew Research study. It's not just some, that's Pew Research, very, very reputable organization. Here's what the deal is. Once your basic needs are taken care of, 
We're all seeking experiences through the things we want. Most of us want things for the way they're going to make us feel. If you want, and I, I talk about Bentleys, if you want a Bentley, there's something that that's going to make you feel like. There's, there's a feeling that's going to give you, that you imagine it will give you. That's what you want. You don't want a Bentley. I know you do, if that's what it is for you. Maybe for you it's a Mercedes or for a Lamborghini or a fishing boat or a, a, a private jet, a private plane, whatever. Whatever it is for you, something like that. You think that's what you really want, but it's not. You want something that's behind that, a feeling. And you hope that this thing is going to give you that feeling. We want experiences because experiences are what typically, so the experience of driving that Bentley is what is going to give us that feeling. The even I would even say the experience of purchasing it, we hope will give us that feeling. That experience, every time you walk into the garage and you see it, you're hoping that experience, actually owning it is not going to make you feel good. The experience of seeing it in your garage, the experience of driving it, the experience of buying it, those experiences are what's going to give you happiness. And you have to ask, what am I feeling during those experiences? Pride, dignity, significance. Significance is a huge one for a lot of us. Finally, we're validated through our experiences because we felt like we were failures all our life. And I talk about this success for failures, right? I want to talk to people who feel like they're failures. And that's, that's my, these, you're my people. And so all our lives, we felt like failures. And when we get that Lamborghini or that Bentley or whatever it is, we're finally validated. No longer can you point at me and say, because I didn't follow the rigid little rules, because I was creative and I, and I created this wonderful app and now I sold it and made a lot of money and now I have a Bentley. I didn't have to follow your corporate rules and now I'm still valid. Because all our lives, we were trying to fit into corporate school and corporate jobs and all the corporate stuff and we didn't fit in and we felt like failures. So that's what you're looking for in this. See, it really turns out that the things which we think will last a long time, they should make us happy for a long time, tangibles, because we're going to have them for a while and we think that we'll be happy for a while. But once that experience becomes old hat, the experience of driving the Bentley, the experience of buying it, once you buy it, it's done, the experience of walking in the garage, eventually it's kind of like, oh, I got to scoot around it to go over here to grab that box of Christmas ornaments. And now no longer is it a, oh, it's in my garage. We still have it. It's still a tangible that's still available to us and we still have it. But the impact of the experience diminishes. The truth is the things that come and go, the things that are fleeting, the experiences, those are the things that have a lasting impact on our happiness. It's incredibly counterintuitive and it takes this incredible mindset shift. I've struggled with this in a big, big way. I want to look around and see what I've spent my money on. I always feel like going out to dinner, going to a movie, going on a trip, things like that. I always think that's kind of a waste because you buy it, you experience it, and then it's over. So this is a big lesson for me too. I've always seen those things as just fleeting moments that come and go and then what do I have to show for it? Look, I spent 10 grand on a vacation to Europe. What do I have to show for it? Well, the truth is I have happiness to show for it. Here's another thing that they found out. This entire happiness thing comes down to connectedness. And listen to this, because this is huge. This is kind of a spiritual thing, if you will. I'm sorry, but it's kind of a, it can be. If you're not a spiritual person, it's okay, because you'll understand it from a psychological level. The things you own are part of your life, but they're still separate from you. 
So if you have a nice car or a boat, it's part of your life and you have that, but it itself is separate from you. The experiences you have are 100% part of you. Without you, they don't exist. When you die, you can give all your stuff away, but you're going to take all of your experiences with you. They're going to die with you because they are you. That's that deep connectedness with experiences. And that's what we're trying to discover through the things we want. And then there's a deeper thing that happens also when you have shared experiences. If you want to take this to that even higher level, this is what you have to do. These shared experiences, they not only connect us to an event, but to another uh, another person. Your internal experience that's become part of you is now connected with someone else's internal experience that's part of them. Because you experienced it together, part of me is connected to part of you. Because remember, your experience is part of you now, and my experience is part of me, and they happen together, and mine connects to yours, and so I connect to you, and we have this connected experience. One of my biggest regrets about when my kids were younger and growing up is not having enough experiences with them, and I I don't kid. I could get really deep about this and share very candidly. We never had a lot of money. We were single income. Uh, and and then we just never had a lot of money. I've always had to work extra jobs or side businesses just to meet our basic needs. So growing up, our kids really didn't have a whole lot of family experiences. Weekends I spent working, evenings I spent working or working on a business or someone, somehow trying to make things better for us. And so we didn't have a lot of experiences together. And I, I deeply, deeply, deeply regret that. We really, my, no, my my two oldest daughters are in their early 20s. In all that time, we really only had one real family vacation where we spent a week, we rented an RV, and we went to the west coast of Seattle. We were living in the east side of Seattle, of Washington. We went to the west coast in Seattle, and we had a great time together, experiencing life together. The other time we had a really good, great, connected experience was moving from Washington State to South Florida, that was a week-long trip, and my oldest daughter was driving, so she was driving with us, and so it was like five days, and we're in hotels and eating and fun. We were having fun. We were laughing. We were seeing stuff, just driving across the entire country. It was wonderful, and I so enjoyed that. It was phenomenal. We, we I think I felt like at the end of that, we all had a more, exactly what I've been saying, this connectedness. It was amazing. One more thing I want to tell you about experiences Oftentimes, this happens a lot with social media. There's this comparison. It happens in neighborhoods probably even more. A comparison. Neighbor's car compared to my car. Neighbor's house compared to my house. Neighbor's landscaping compared to my landscaping. Maybe it happens with friends. Friends' jewelry compared to our jewelry. You go to a friend's house, their furniture compared to my furniture. See, we compare things. We compare things. I can compare my computer to your computer. I can compare my clothing to your clothing. But I can't compare my experiences to your experiences. Even if we both had the same experience, we both went on a trip to Rome. I cannot say, oh, my trip was better than yours. My experience was better. Because they're individual. They're part of who I am. And there's no way I can understand your experience. So we don't compare experiences. And it's incredibly rare if anybody does. But we can compare things. 
See, when we stop comparing, we stop, stop feeling inferior. What we really want are experiences and not things. So as you move forward and you have an opportunity to spend some money, to do something, maybe even if you're not spending money, if you have some free time, invest it in having an experience and hopefully a shared experience with people that you love. Maybe it's learning something new. Grab your partner and go. I was going to say do si but I won't. <laughs> okay, I did. Okay, grab your partner and go learn something new. Go take a class at the community college together, something you have a mutual interest in. Have that mutual learning experience. Go traveling together. Obviously, that can be expensive. It doesn't have to be. Go on a day trip doing something. Go to the zoo. You can go to the museum. You can do something that's an experience. A picnic together, even if it's a picnic just down at the community park. Here's another big one. If you remember back in episode 114, I was talking about Robert Hershevik from Shark Tank. Go do some volunteering together. What an experience. That volunteering already, as I mentioned in episode 114, it saved Robert Hershevik's life. He was going to commit suicide till he went to the Union Gospel Mission in Seattle. Go do something like that together. Imagine that connectedness together. You're not doing it for money. You're just doing it for the experience. Here's what I want you to do. Dig deep today on some of the things you want. Why do you want them? Is there an experience you're actually seeking or a feeling from an experience that you're seeking? Is there security? Is that what you want? Ask yourself if there's another way to have that experience. You may be able to achieve what you're seeking without buying anything. Maybe not. I realize that. But you might. You might if you go backwards. Here's what I want. Okay, why do I want that? Because it'll make me feel this way. Okay, well, what makes me feel this way? Experiencing this makes me feel that way. And go back until you figure out what it is that you're trying to experience and what you hope that experience will do for you. And you might find that you don't have to buy a thing in order to have the same experience, in order to have the same kind of reward, in order to have the same kind of satisfaction. So give that some thought. Something else. Buy your kids less stuff and do more stuff with them. I know it sounds like a lecture. I know it sounds like I'm on a high horse. I'm not. I'm on the lowest horse. I'm not even on donkey. I'm not even one of those little ponies, little miniature horses. I'm not on a high horse at all because I've blown it in this area. I blew it when my kids were growing up in this area. And I'm telling you, you don't want to do the same thing. If you've missed it, do it with your grandkids. Commit to it. Have experiences together. Save on the presents at the holidays and spend that money on a camping trip in the summer. Your holidays, your Hanukkah, your Christmas will still be fantastic. But your summers will be amazing too because you'll go out for a week to a, a lake house or camping somewhere, a tent. You know what? You go to Sears, you go to a camping world, and you can buy a tent, can't, a, t- <laughs> a tent pretty cheap, and you can go out camping together. Have a great time. Go have experiences together, okay? I hope that's what you'll do. And I hope in those experiences, your reach is always a little bit further just beyond your grasp.